Dreyer, and today I'm joined by Ashton Cox, once again joining the Cablecast, just following up his fourth place finish in the uh, Players Cup Invitational. Say hi, Ashton. What's going on? Happy to be back. Glad to have you back, too. Uh, I just had David on, so I couldn't have you and David on oh. again. Uh, but this mm-hmm. time, joining us is the 2018 NIIC champion, former EV eccentric, and close team building partner to Ashton Cox, uh, Jeremy Rodriguez. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Now, uh, I was I was curious last time. I was talking with David and James. I didn't know when I was going to record again because, like, Players Cup Series 5, the Invitational, like, I I respect that you got fourth in the Invitational, Ashton, but it's Series 4. It's already old news. Yeah. Um, it, They did have the hidden ability starters, and we talked about that. That's cool. But uh, we, we got some DLC stuff to talk about. I won't, I won't ruin any plot points for you, Ashton. I know you haven't played the DLC yet, but... I don't know why I haven't. Honestly, it's not even that it's not interesting. It's just I uh, haven't been able to get to it yet, I guess. Too much testing. Too much testing. Yes, that's what the, I've been doing. the important stuff to us competitive players is all the new mm-hmm. toys we get to play with. So that's actually what I want to start off with. Uh, I assume you guys are on the same Cerebi page as me, but I just want to talk about mm-hmm. these new moves because, honestly, I didn't... I don't know what I was expecting with new move tutor moves. When we first heard about it, it was Grass, Grassy Glide and uh, Burning Jealousy were the first two we found out about. They seemed, like, really good. Burning Jealousy mm-hmm. could have been better. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on just the impact these moves are going to have going forward? Like, do we expect to see a lot of some of them? Are you saying of all the moves or just those two? Uh, No, just all the moves in general. Like, I, I know we, we've all been playing the games. Uh, Grassy Glide's obviously, like, <laughs> a staple yeah. of Rillaboom. But do any of these, like, stand out as, like, long, like, metagame, like, impact moves? That people should be looking out for. What's well, interesting? Not mentioned expanding force. Yeah, I, I wanted someone <laughs> to expanding force is uh, nuts, to put it frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who's been extensive, extensively testing Terrakion, uh, it terrifies me. Um, never thought Alakazam would be something I would ever respect, but here we are. I can't just redirect the funny psychic move. Um, yeah, I know. For people who don't know, in Psychic Terrain, not only does it get a boost in damage, it's also spread move. So somehow Hattery and Didi got better. I don't know whose idea that was, but mm. here we'll we'll go in order. Expanding Force. Do we have any other thoughts on that? There's a lot of a lot more Psychic Pokemon get, I think, relevant next to Didi now. But had Didi still busted because whoever mm-hmm. invented Gmax Smite should be smited themselves, in my opinion. But I mean, James James Beck was saying to me uh, a while back, we were just talking about, like, hypothetical Dynamaxes and stuff, or Gmaxes, and he was like, oh, why didn't they give Togekiss a Gmax? And I was like, well, what would, it, what would its, uh, you know, special move have been? Like, what would you have given a Togekiss? And he was like, why don't we just give it Max Smite? And I was like, James, that would ruin the game. That would, uh, actually, no one would want to play the game anymore. If, like, Max Togekiss had Max Smite that crit 50% of the time, like, no one would... No one would play that. Not be enjoyable. And oft- often I'm setting up Misty Terrain with Tokikiss so I don't get confused by Smite. That's just how mm-hmm. my magic has to go sometimes. But The one Agreed. thing I do want to mention about Expanding Force is either in this metagame or in a hypothetical future metagame where we still have Dynamax allowed, mm-hmm. on a Psychic type, 
even without Nindidi, I still think it's reasonable to run Expanding Force uh, because the Max Mindstorm hits for the same amount of damage, and when the Dynamax runs out, you have Psychic Terrain and Expanding Force. So depending upon the way in which you're playing the game, that's still a very viable option in my opinion. No, oh, couldn't, couldn't agree more on that point. Uh, especially, I'm trying to think, there's certain Pokemon like, I feel like Slowbro... Reuniclus is one that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of the like slower, bulky, bulkier psychics. Like uh, I mentioned, Alakazam earlier. I think those kind of like fast psychic types they they're only relevant because the psychic terrain's on the field right away. But yeah, well, it reminds me of Necrozma from you know 2019. Yeah, spam. Oh, just you can lead them together. The idea of Lele gain this move in the future terrifies me for like mm -hmm. that could be a near future we don't know when the fall dlc comes but they're That's coming true. back well it's weird because uh like everyone's already running rillaboom mm -hmm. and obviously rillaboom's a good pokemon but for me at least even when i run rillaboom half the incentive is just to get rid of psychic terrain so there's a lot I of weird speed dynamics within dd2 like do you want to underspeed it so when mm -hmm. you lead it the grassy terrain goes up but no then you want to be like faster than the rotoms and everything because rotom wash still good pokemon um and then in dd like obviously if it's the trick room one you're not underspeeding it so it is oh, yeah. a tough battle i've actually seen people argue not arguing not using uh G Max on Rillaboom just because setting up the terrain over Psychic Terrain. That's a good important. point. But I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, I forgot about the G Maxes because we got more info on them. We'll we'll talk about this after. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. next move, uh, Steel Roller. Well, it... Jeremy, you want to mention the thing we've been talking about with Steel Roller? Yeah. Oh, no. Is it Token tomorrow? So, no. Oh. Uh, it's Clang Clang mostly. <laughs> I, I have a huge amount of respect for Steel Roller in a uh, Dynamax meta, especially because okay. as a max move, it's just utterly fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but especially with Rillaboom being everywhere, with Psychic Terrain being everywhere, and even with opposing Dynamax uh, like Green Marina, for example, setting up Misty Terrain, right. you're going to be able to get that 130 base power move off a lot more frequently than you would think. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for Steel Roller. And I think just the effect in it itself is important, especially with all the expanding force spam going around. We want to get those terrains either changed or away. So. 100%. Token Tomorrow really was just the only one, other one I thought was like relevant that got it, because what is it? I don't see Bronzong really being good with it. No. But Clang Clang? No. Well, the thing with Clang Clang, Shift Gear is and has always been a completely busted move. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we haven't seen more of it is that historically it's been on Pokemon that were either not good enough or not in a strong enough position within the meta. Uh, right now, because of Dynamax, and also because Clear Body is just a fantastic ability, Clean mm -hmm. uh, Clang isn't necessarily broken, but it's certainly playable. And Steel Roller might push it to a level of viability I don't think it's ever seen in BGC before. So, fingers crossed. I, I might have to respect it then. That, that would be scary. I know it, it had, like, oh, yeah. a little niche in Series 3 in which it was, like, really good against Triple Ghost. Uh, was it? Uh, because oh, I, I only say that because uh, in MPA, Eric, uh, I think he was either his first or second loss, but he, he lost to Clink Clang so bad that oh. we thought it was, like, a counter team. 
they were like, no, this guy just only uses Kling Kling. We didn't do our research. Oh, he only good. uses Kling Kling. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. All right, let, let's let's get some uh trash moves. We'll we won't see out of the way. Uh, scale shot. It boosts speed but lowers defense, and it's a two to five times in a row base twenty heck? dragon move. What even le I'm looking right now. What even learns that? A lot of weird stuff. Like I remember Charizard, Barascuda, Crocodile. Wow. I think that's it. Like it's anything, yeah, anything with like a scale, essentially. Weird. All the dragons get it, but yeah, it won't. Well, be that's super weird. So let me just say, I don't think this move is good, but I will absolutely be running Scale Shot Cure White on a meme team uh, whenever legends are legal again because you're guaranteed to go up to at least plus two speed and then you're a cure and white and you do cure and white things all right i hate that all right cool uh next one uh skitter smack it's a shame that bug got like the worst one and like they, they gave it to a lot of non-bugs too um but it's just it's a base 70 move with 90 percent accuracy that all it does is uh lowers their special attack stat when it honestly sucks. I would lunge is 100% accurate. Why isn't this one? That's what I was going to say. Well, it feels like a bad spirit break. Yeah. That's also not accurate. Like, they I'm gave just it a little to, like, weird Pokemon. It's a physical move. They gave it to, like, Gengar. And, like, mm. I, I don't really get it. The animation's funny. Lunge is also 80 base power. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they so, really screwed that one up. Um, Next bad ish one. Uh,. Burning Jealousy, I'll say that. Mostly just because of its distribution. Not a lot mm -hmm. of fire types <clears throat> that probably wanted it, got it. Although it's it's a base 70 spread move. Yeah, spread move. I just had to make sure that was spread. Oh, let me make sure. So I'm not saying it the is. wrong thing. Yes. Yeah, because well, I, I remember the animation. But um like it heat wave's just stronger. I, I guess you could run it on like Torkoal, I guess. Well, it's really weird because it that we were kind of discussing this earlier. Uh, Burning Jealousy could be really good. And the way that it could be really good is if it burned anything that had a stat boost. I agree. It has to be that same turn, which is like, yeah, unfortunate. That's... They just kind of... They made it so hard to get off consistently. Mm -hmm. Like, I think The only can... cool application I've seen is against cinderace cinderace is basically always boosting a stat and not staying a fire type so you can burn that pretty consistently that's true but that's it that's literally it that's the only thing that it does not so a horrid I'm... concept it's it also only has five bp because <laughs> they, they think it... it's that good of a move they're like yeah you don't get to click this more than five times so you're gonna win instantly um I guess. Next is Corrosive Gas, which I don't think is bad. I just don't think it's relevant right now. What's well, It gets rid of every Pokemon on the field's item, including your partner, but not the Pokemon that uses it. Items aren't busted right now. That's the weird thing. Mm -hmm. I could see it being actually really good in best of three uh, for information if it tells you what, the, what you burn away. But I don't know if it tells yeah, you it, what it, you burn it tells away. You I'm pretty sure what burns away. Because that could be pretty cool. Like, you have a chance of screwing up all your opponent's strategies. It doesn't strategies. Do damage, though. That's the thing. Well, let me see what gets it. Because 
Potentially based so on Lazzle what Lazzle and Gengar were the all Pokemon types. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe a niche move on like a Sash Gengar or something, but. Well, I was thinking Xerneas. That's the item you want to get rid of. But like. But you're already a poison type, just, you know? Yeah, or just taunted, you know? Yeah. Uh, next, coaching. will always be better. Coaching? Oh, coaching. I really did you hear about Showdown coaching. being... Did you hear about Showdown being busted for coaching? Yeah, it was for, what, like two hours? I got oh, wrecked I in those two hours. Yeah. Yeah, coaching, if I were... Yeah, it gave the plus one attack and defense boost to you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was convinced coaching was busted. But no, it only gives it to the partner. But it can't be redirected by follow me, which is cool. Hmm. Okay, well, that is... I That's lost one thing to Ryalu Cinderace on ladder earlier. Oh, yeah. Is there anything going on there? Is that worth looking into? Coaching? Like, with, with like, a Ryolu, though. Uh, I think th- I think that's, like, the only one it could. Like, um, I was thinking the best Pokemon to coach are Cinderace and Dracapult, but I Definitely don't think Dracapult. they do enough just with the plus one boosts. Defense, yeah, you kind of want to stick around. The defense is pretty nice for Cinderace, I will admit. But It's not a strategy that actually wins tournaments yeah it's not gonna go uh, too far it'll beat people but it won't win tournaments it's too much investment for insufficient return mm-hmm. i only bring That's up ryalu because it's it's not a priority move but prankster ryalu makes it priority so and hit yeah. on top's not relevant relevant enough to be able to like slip it in you know i was running it on him on top but it, it happened once in my like 20 games of testing and i was like yeah we can get rid of this one well, all right. So ne- next move is also a move Hitmontop can use. Uh, triple Axel. It's a th- basically good triple kick, but it's ice. Mm-hmm. It does a base twenty hit, then a base forty, then a base sixty. Mm-hmm. Yes, but all three can miss. All three can miss. They're all ninety percent accurate. It's seventy two percent to hit them all. At least the way that Showdown makes it go it, they make it like roll out once you miss it stops yeah that's yeah. how it works and i don't like that like <laughs> missing missing the second one i i feel like i want to roll it i want to roll the third one you know mm-hmm. and i would say no that's not how it works no, so that makes it really if you're like targeting weakness balls to dragapult where if you hit all of them you kill but if you only hit one of them then their weakness policy <laughs> activates and you're just done yeah. Yeah, that's not... Well, what even gets triple? Because I know Weavile gets it, right? Weavile gets but, it. Um, gets it. If your technician hit him on top, it does as much as stab close combat. Hmm. Because it's effectively base 180 with technician. And so that KOs Togekiss. I mean, on a skill... So Sincino gets it, and that's not a good Pokemon. Let's just cover that one first. But in in a fun team or in a, like a singles format, just to mention it, because I think it's kind of cool, I could see Triple Axel being on a skill link Sincino. If that lets it hit all three, I feel like uh, its coverage might be better than that because, like, Bullet Seed, Rock Blast, Tail Slap, but. Well, usually the last move is kind of like you have those three, and then it's like, what's the fourth right. one? Right. Good point. Good point. But that's, that's, the, that's like the only thing I see for it. Weavile, I mean, I have a guy in my chat who really likes Weavile. Uh, he's always like, what do you think of Weavile? What do you think of Weavile? And, you know, like, I'm like, honestly. I wish Weavile was good. But... I know, I really do. Well, the one thing I always tell him is, like, I cannot get over the fact that it's slower than Dragapult. Yeah. And like 
the moment I run Weavile and I'm like, haha, I have a Weavile, my opponent's, you know, Life Orb Wormwind just KOs me because I don't want to be Sash, really. And so, and even if they don't knock you out, you're at minus one attack, and then what are you doing? So, Weavile makes me sad, but you know, to maybe see some usage. Speaking of sad, uh, I think it's the last sad move I'll mention is mm -hmm. Flip Turn. Which is oh, super don't good. Think that's sad. No, it's not. Jeremy, sad. Distribution is sad. The yeah. distribution is sad. Yeah. Yes, it's a. The, in fact, it's so good that they had to make it weaker than U-turn. It's a base sixty mm -hmm. water U-turn. You want to tell you about that dream you had, Jeremy? I literally had a dream about flip turn Gyarados, and then I woke up, and I was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> like on choice bands. Oh. Well, no, I was actually thinking I would run assault vest snarl a move also doesn't get if you like incineroar set without takeout you can cycle snarl intimidate it's beautiful encounter sand can apply <laughs> type so, so many good. things yeah not gonna lie uh sadly not is the only good pokemon <laughs> that gets it for I our agree. purposes yeah. like oh we were theorying like if polytoad got it ooh, ooh. on parish ooh. well Pre-Marina getting it on Parish is actually pretty big. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know how much it actually impacts, but that just that opens a few doors. It you know, it I'm not sure how big the doors are, but they're there. It's cool. They are there. They exist. Somebody should try to walk through them, please. All right, I've been. I've just been eyeing them. I'm trying to go from worst to best. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't mention Meteor Beam sooner, but I just think it's really good on like Colossal because it gives it um a much stronger special. Uh, G Max Vocalith. Yeah, that's really cool. Special special might take over physical because mm -hmm. the only reason I ever ran uh, physical is because special your special rock just sucked. Yeah, and yeah, so does it even get power gem? I forget. Uh, no, it just gets ancient power. So it's max move with like a hundred, you know, hundred and ten. So now you're getting what the one forty? Yeah, you hit the one forty. So that's good. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that's like that's really big. I don't think we had uh any reason for any Pokemon to use like Power Herb Meteor Beam right now, but just the fact that it gives you a special attack boost then goes for the attack is pretty neat. Yeah, like I know in singles it's it, it's looking cute on like Starmie, I think. I saw the Starmie. Yeah, the Starmie looks cool. But nothing else. Uh... No, I mean even looking at everything that gets Meteor Beam is slow. Yeah. Or a rock type. And rock or types are usually... Still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nihiligo? Nihiligo. Yeah. Well, honestly, we, we, need more, we need more Pokemon to be added to make better advantage of some of these attacks, I think. Oh, yeah. The re-entry of the Ultra Beasts is going to annihilate the meta. Assuming, well, Tapus are coming well, back, Well, Tapus were going to do that regardless, but I think it was, yeah. it was leaked that the Ultra Beasts are also coming back. Yes, it was. So, uh, oh, how did I miss this one? Misty Explosion. We were talking about this before <laughs> I hit record, but it's a base 100 uh, fairy explosion that in Misty Terrain mm -hmm. is base 150. Not even 200. What's up with that? Definitely not a good move. Definitely not a good move. Nope. I, I and there's no, like, Misty Terrain doesn't get set by anything. You know, what are you going to run? Weezing? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, because that's the one that's exploding anyways. Dude, oh, if they give it the Tapu Fini, though? Mm. Wow. Misty Explosion, it, it would not be. Yeah, Misty Explosion <laughs> is one of those rare moves that doesn't deal damage to your opponent's Pokemon. It deals damage to their soul if they lose to it. That's true. Yeah, not, that's all. 
Honestly, I almost lost to... I forget what tour I was playing in. Oh, no, it was the May I See. I almost lost to Curse Explosion Wheezing. And, like, oh. regular explosion <laughs> is better than Misty Explosion. I'll go that far to say that. Wait, it is? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Even in terrain, hold on. 150 times... Oh, we're doing calcs um, mid-cast now? Yeah, no, no, no. Just a, yeah, just a sure. No, 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 we, we do that, like, every episode now. I love it. A stab Misty Explosion is 225 base power. It just it just it, it just is weaker than explosion. Wait, is, <laughs> I, no I thought explosion was two hundred. Now it's it's two fifty. Well, there's I explosion and there's self destruct. Yeah, self destruct is two hundred. Oh, okay. I thought self destruct was weaker. I don't know why. But the only yeah, saving grace. <laughs> that's the only saving grace is misty explosion is special, but and also can be super effective. That is true. This the super effective might maybe has it's trackable. Alright, whatever. We've been talking about this way too much. Too much Misty Explosion. For, for a bad move. Uh, next one, I'm gonna say... Dual Wing Beat. Anything with a wing Solid. got it. It's, it's mm -hmm. you know... I think it's really good on Scizor, because it's a technician. So it's a base... It finally gets a base 120 uh, flying move. Well, I think Scizor and Talonflame are good. Talonflame, yeah. Bands, Talonflame, uh, one-shots, Wimscott with priority. Mm -hmm. Well, Sharp, if you want to run Sharp Beak, it actually one-shots uh, 4 HP Wimscott. You know, so not all of them, but... Oh, I thought I thought that was a roll from what I saw, but okay. I'll bleed. Sharp Beak, Sharp Beak makes it exactly 100. I, did, I was doing it yesterday. Nice. Um, then you would KO mine, because I like my Moonblast damage too much. I do like my Moonblast damage too. So that's what I figure. People will like their Moonblast damage, so, so... it's not the worst. The one thing I feel required to shout out here mm -hmm. um, is that Scyther is a really, really good dual wing beat user. It yeah. gets technician, it gets stabbed, its defenses sure. are 80, it can run Eviolite. I've been looking for an excuse to run Scyther for mm -hmm. like three generations now, and I might just have it. I, uh, Dr. Fidget, I think he cut that regional? I think he cut a Florida regional in 2012 with it. it okay, was like, it was I like wouldn't. Tailwind. But like, I would not doubt that. Yeah. Well, it gets Tailwind, it gets Roost. Yeah. The only problem is the whole four times weakness to Rock. Also, it's only 90% accurate. Well, they, they do 90% accurate on so many of these moves for no reason. Yeah, Dual Wing Beat, I think, is a move that would be perfectly fine as 100% accurate. And I'm honestly disappointed it's not. Alright. Uh, next one. Hmm. Uh, terrain Pulse. It's Weather Ball for Terrain. It's, we have so many terrain wars. Gets boosted from Mega Launcher for it. Trick Room Clotzer? Trick Room Clotzer team? Hmm. It gives You're it a lot of coverage ideas. it didn't have before. I, it's, I think that's the same issue, though. Uh, is like, how do you set the terrains, you know? You, you like, just have to run both Rillaboom and Indeedee. That's what I'm saying. It's just the weirdest. Indeedy is not too bad, but then you like already have an Indeedy on your team. So like, do you need a second? Does your Claudster need to also be going for a psychic move? You know, it's it's just weird. Like with uh, yeah, with like with Weatherball, you could say that Venusaur wanted to go for fire moves and stuff. I, I don't know. I'm not too excited for Terrain Pulse. I thought it'd be a lot cooler because I thought it was gonna be like way stronger. Yeah, because it's, it's only not, like... it's base fifty out of terrain, but it's base hundred in terrain, not counting like the terrain boost from some of the terrain. So. 
Yeah. Solid. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll give it that. Next one. I mean, Here, you, you go on, Jeremy. I was just going to say it competes with nature power, potentially, if, like, Tapu Koko gets it. But right now, not. Yeah, actually, I forgot. Nature power existence, why we were curious what terrain poles could be, because, like, we don't need... Yeah. We didn't need there's... this move, because ter- nature's... Ma- uh, not nature's madness. Uh, nature nature power. power. Yeah. I was thinking of the other nature Coco move. But... Well, it's interesting, because nature power uh, would turn into the move. Na- mm-hmm. Terrain pulse is just terrain pulse, you know? Yeah, that is, that is true. I don't think that affects anything at all. Well, it's just oh, the mega the, launcher the, thing. the secondary effects. Yeah, and the secondary effects, too. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good That's point. just why it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, next one, Scorching Sands. Ground type Scald. Gastrodon doesn't get this, and that it confuses doesn't. me a lot. Like, well, why? Like, because it's a slug. It's in the mud. It doesn't have access to sand. Like, if, I, I guess. You, do you want to put a slug in the desert and see what happens? That's true. Probably not. Probably not. No. Well, I was just thinking, it gets Scald already. You know, so hot yeah. water, hot ground. You may. I was thinking they might be interchangeable, but apparently not. Torkoal and Charizard are the ones that stood out to me. Yeah, Charizard. Oh, and Colossal. This could e- yeah, that's true. Colossal Special didn't have a... It didn't have a ground option before, did it? It didn't get Earth Power, right? I don't think so. No, I think it's it doesn't. Gonna, I think it's cool because Charizard now can run this over a grass move. Because, like, what were you going to do? Run Dragon Pulse or, like, Focus Blast yeah. on your Charizard? Well, okay, you may say yes, but <laughs> I, I personally think the ground coverage would probably be better and support the team a little bit better, too. And those so I think, two, I, yes. But, like, the thing is, the Flying Grass Fire trio is just so hard to deny. Mm-hmm. And giving up the max guard option is not worth it for ground coverage. On um, Colossal, I respect a little bit more because Max Quake, is potentially very valuable because mm-hmm. its but... defense is already like super high. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And when you're max, uh, getting a special defense boost, especially if um, either through some other synergy with the team or in some other manner you have sand up, mm-hmm. you could potentially take like minuscule amounts of damage. But um, I don't really see its viability right now on Charizard. I'll give you that. Maybe if it's really itching to uh, Oko, like opposing Colossal or something like that. Yeah, that's the one thing it would be for Colossal, basically. Yeah. Because, like, it looks weird because you can't even fake out. So you'd have to be like Tailwind Charizard. That'd be about it. Yeah, on like, yeah, the Whimscott Charizard teams. It would be, cl- yeah, that, that, I'm not even going to calculate that. That would be able to KO. Oh yeah, pro- I mean, most definitely. Okay, we we talked about expanding forest glass grassy glide. They're they're staples on the Pokemon that get them. I feel like mm-hmm. uh the other their their sister, rising voltage. It it just decided it doubles in electric terrain. Uh, but only when uh does it affect flying types? Because from the flavor text, I thought it wouldn't double against uh flying types because it says the moves power doubles when the target is on electric terrain do we know i don't know i a rotom used it against me 
I guess so it like, wouldn't matter because really it's super effective anyways. Yeah, I'm not sure. I do feel like you'd have to get the terrain boost. Because I don't know about expanding force, but I feel like expanding force... Well, so... Oh, expanding actually, force wouldn't need it, right? Well, I'm curious about... I, I actually haven't seen this uh, in, like, game yet, but... Expanding Force says uh, power goes up and damages all Pokemon on Psychic Terrain. I think it's not spread on flying Pokemon. Hmm. I forgot about that. But, like... Well, yeah, I, actually, Bronzong, I think, is the only thing that gets it. Gets what? Not on the ground. Gets Expanding Force? Oh, no, it wouldn't be the user using the move. It's the opponent oh. being on the terrain. At so least. that's why it's like the opposite of gaining the boost from terrain. So that's why I thought it's like good on Rotom because it actually he gets to or it gets oh. to take advantage of the terrain for once. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. I like that. At least on Showdown, expanding force does still hit flying types, so I'm it's possible that's that bugged. Back. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. no, that, that's a very important interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. Did I miss any? Oh yeah, the the one the most important one. But I'll, I'll get to that after I make sure we got everything. Yeah, well, we talked about Grassy Glide. Do you guys think it's like hundred percent necessary on Rillaboom now? No, uh, but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there have been so many situations where I've had like a weakness policy to just wreck havoc on my opponent's team, and then you know now I'm at like twenty percent, and their banded Rillaboom comes in. And, Grassy Glide KOs me, and I'm like, you weren't supposed to be an answer. <laughs> you were not supposed to be. But yeah, it's really, it just cleans up really well. For sure. And the most important, in my opinion, Lash Out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great dark move. Uh, it. We, we, we basically figured out the mechanics for it, right? If stats are lowered during the turn, the power of this move is doubled. And I'm pretty sure I read in the research... Uh, thread on Smogon that that includes like intimidate leads and switch-ins. Mm -hmm. so, it includes lead. Yeah. Yes. Which huh. I I was unsure of because I always thought leads were like it kind of like a pseudo like turn zero. Kind of. I thought they were too. Not for lash out at least. Not for lash out at least. Yeah, I think there are well, other mechanics that do consider that turn zero. Even when we had a. And obviously we don't have the ability to save battles anymore, but when you would watch a battle, as you sent the Pokemon out, that was one on the bottom screen counter. Turn one always was number two. So I always viewed sending Pokemon out as a separate interaction. Yeah, but Lashout disagrees. Lashout does disagree. I, what, am, what am I to say if Lashout disagrees And the, and the switchings and everything. Yeah, it's important. But I think what, uh, what it doesn't count towards is if uh, turn one, you switch out Intimidate, but then the next turn they use Lash Out is not doubled. It's only the turn that they switched I agree, yeah. 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 So I think that's why the lead case is a little, like, uh, special. It's really weird. Yeah. If a Pokemon comes onto the field and intimidates you, on the turn that you were intimidated, uh, you have the ability to use a doubled Lash Out. So think about it like this, right? When they send in their Pokemon from Team Preview, that's like if they switched at the start of a turn. Those are comparable situations. That's true. That's a good point. Except okay. they just are able to use a move. Yeah. So as far as Lash Out goes, do we think like if you get Lash Out and it, you're running a dark move, you're running Lash Out? 
Um, well, other than like assurance is still cool with the double because um, this doesn't like the most. Uh, the case of doubling from seventy five to one fifty on lash out. The biggest case is going to be intimidate and mm -hmm. like fishing for that. Like that's less in your control than um, just assurances. But bulldoze lash out. That's pretty nutty. Bulldoze lash out is pretty cool. I haven't seen anyone do it yet, though. Mm, me either. But I so because of that and various other regions, I think it's, I think it's safe to use over crunch on Tyranitar like ever now. I think that's that's true. Like it's the same max power. It's five less PP. Like, although um, I think, uh, Incineroar might want Darkest Lariat in a lot of uh situations more than it currently. But two I mean, quick things to point out. Mm -hmm. uh, one, I would want to check exactly how Lash Out works in game because it could be like a defiance type thing, which is. Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, it has been tested that it does work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, heard that, I've heard that too. The one other thing I just feel compelled to say um, as someone who lost $3,500 on a crunch defense drop, um, yes. Don't underestimate the fact that crunch has a secondary effect. That that is that is fair, and it is slightly stronger, more mm -hmm. chip damage. Mm -hmm. uh, the only reason I say uh, darkest lariat on Incineroar is because it's ten base power stronger, and ignoring mm -hmm. defenses can be pretty good. Um, I also mostly I haven't run into it yet, but Palisand's back in the decks, and yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I have run into it. Here, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that because we we talked about the moves. Let's talk. Or well, first I I don't know. I just didn't mention this earlier, but we uh got confirmation about how much stronger the uh Galar starter G Max move is, and mm. uh, there was some debate even today on uh the power. But the the unique property of it is that any of the moves that can turn into the G Max move, they're all base one sixty. So that, I like that a lot. Yeah. That said, for Inteleon, Cinderace, Rillaboom, do you guys think that G Max is like just definitively better because of that, or will we see some teams with just normal Dynamax? So for Inteleon specifically, uh, the other effect of the moves is that they ignore abilities. Yeah. Um, so Inteleon using uh, Max Water move is meaningful when you're able to hit Gastrodon or target around Gastrodon. Mm -hmm. For Rillaboom, this was already briefly mentioned, but setting up Grassy Train is potentially valuable. Uh, ignoring abilities isn't a huge deal. Sap Sipper isn't a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think Grassy or... Glide being that 160 max move is pretty mm -hmm. like relevant with G-Max, though. I do agree that matters. It means you don't get as punished for not fitting wood hammer onto the set, mm -hmm. which depending mm -hmm. on what you're running, you might not have easy space for. I'm actually very conflicted on Cinderace because it is a Pokemon that appreciates the extra base power on its max move, but it also appreciates the ability to set sun and then just use sun boosted max flares. Right. So I think so it's basically like, do you want the stronger fire move right away or later? Mm -hmm. I think... One of the best uses for G-Max Cinderace might be on the non-fire move Cinderace sets. Or like, <laughs> I don't know. There's going to be the whole mind game on it. I even had this theory with uh, G-Max uh, Corphonite. If you ever didn't have a flying move, <laughs> run G-Max. That's funny. 
Although, like, I, again, it's it's mind games. Like, the flying is actually not bad now. Quick shout out, right? Because GMAX Wind Rage uh, removes terrains, so that's valuable. And if you have, like, say, an Amongus, it also removes stuff like Safeguard. So if they're behind Safeguard in Misty Terrain, GMAX Wind Rage, you can score them. So. Yeah, but if you use the best max move in the game, max airstream, then your max speed Sasha Moongus can outspeed them and spore them. So potentially, that's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, we we talked about the G Maxes plenty. Uh, Urshifu. You know what? No, we'll we'll start with Urshifu now. We're talking about the Isle of Armor decks, but mm-hmm. first before we talk, I I need to mention they're not in the decks, but we need to talk about the rule document update um, because of this damn NPC that we have added in the DLC. I love it because I, I get to bring back old Pokemon and use them nowadays. Yeah, um, I think that's really cool. But So there's this mark you can get that essentially makes a Pokemon like able to be used um, in competitive functions. It, it, it completely gets rid of like any old moveset moves and stuff so rip eruption he trained until we mm-hmm. they'll, they'll never give us that event again but you know unfortunately. No. <laughs> um, but that's currently the only way to get terrakion Kabalian, and verizian legal and they're specifically mentioned to be legal along uh so they in the rules doc it says galler pokedex numbers from 1 to 397 uh isle of armor 1 to 210 and then since series three, we've had uh, nas- national decks six thirty eight to six forty, which is you know the Alolan mm. starters. Which uh, I I didn't like that they were added in the first place, and then now we have the Swords of Justice. So yeah, I don't. We've I known, don't really get the adding. We've known from like data mine and stuff that they were like in the game, just not obtainable until we got home. So like. I guess that's the only reason why they're legal because you you can get them and you can give them that galler mark so they're legal but they exist they exist that's all there is to say about them they exist yeah and honestly they're all good except for i'll say verizian even even you really though... think you think cabalion's better yes i have lost <laughs> too many cabalion so far it is a solid assault vest max mon is very much undercut by its typing. I feel like it doesn't appreciate being a fighting type at the moment. Yes. No, the uh, quadruple weakness to flying, not appreciated at all. Also, <laughs> it, it's, its stats just don't help its typing, at least currently. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sad life for Verizian. It's weird, because I think Verizian was like actually pretty decent in 2018. Yeah, we had uh, Raja got stuff? second at uh, Toronto. Yes, no. We got Might second have... at Toronto to Yuri, right? But... Yeah. No, to James. Yeah. Or, no, to James. Oh, was James. Yeah, Yuri was in Canada, yeah, though. And then I yeah. cut seniors Nats with it in 2012. <laughs> it was I've never bad. seen it. David used it uh, in 2015, actually, for a while, and I was like, what the heck? This is like a garbage Pokemon. Why would anyone use this? It, it had all right uses then. Uh, Cabalion actually had, like, one uh, usage pop-off. I think it was Patrick Donegan, Pedons, he won a PC mm. with it, I think. 
because it was That's like you would dunk on like Sylveon, I think. I don't remember. Was this in fourteen point five? No, I think this was fifth. No, it, it wasn't fourteen point five because Cavalian wasn't legal then. It was fifteen. Yeah, you're right. You're it was, right. It was post World fifteen. Yeah. Well, it had a good, it had a reasonable chalk matchup. Yeah, I think he trained Kang mm -hmm. Sylveon. Mm -hmm. It was the, the the New York New Jersey meta was weird at the time, and Cabalian just had a place there. But now really it, it gets really good max moves. Uh, Terrakion lost Aerial Ace, so unless you want to run Air Slash, you can't uh, max <laughs> Terrakion. Um, but Cabalian does get bounce because you know it's a goat. He goes boop boop. Bounce. The bounce is cool. Uh, bounce and then cool. it'd be like Knuckle Iron Head Ground Move. I forget, but. I don't know. If it... It's all. Hmm. It might not get a ground move. I I'm not an expert on Cavalian. Frankly, I don't want I to talk about Cavalian for too long. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all I got to say. It's it's interesting. I do agree. It's better than Verzian though. Verzian is sadly in the dumpster this year. That is true. All right, to start off move. with these Pokemon, since we've had, uh, actually, yeah, we've had exactly a week to kind of test them or like theory them extensively with the DLC launching. I want to start with, I think, the most overhyped, overrated mm -hmm. duo, Politoed Kingdra. They're back. They're good. Mm -hmm. I don't think people will, like... I, I know it's early. People aren't running, like, the right comps with them. Some of them are all right, but they're, like, relying too much on Kingdra. Just being, like, their primary Dynamax Pokemon and, like, dishing out loads of damage when it can just, like fall over pretty easily i agree it's really weird i i've seen that a common thing is it's like they go polito kingdra and then rillaboom is instantly smacked on the team nothing else matters mm -hmm. and that's not even a bad choice but i think like it hinders it a little bit when everyone's doing it and I, i've never even seen it do that much on rain like it, you know it kind of makes sense you want to beat gastrodon or whatever but nobody's running gastrodon i feel like oh. people are people are just kind of well, it, it's more about Rain helping Rillaboom last around with the fire moves and stuff. Like, I guess yeah. Rillaboom on those teams can be a good Dynamax Pokemon, too. Honestly, I see way too much Scizor on those types of teams, and people just need to realize Scizor's, like, I think this might be the worst Scizor's ever been. It is. It definitely is. Well, Dynamaxing makes it worse. Like, yeah. so you want to run Bullet Punch, but you also want a stronger max steel spike mm -hmm. well I was, I was telling jeremy that like Dyna, uh scissor could be a like it's weird because usually you have like a dedicated dynamaxer but scissor could be a dedicated non-dynamaxer like you never dynamax it yeah. and you run like banded still my two cents are that the scary parts about rain are whatever the non-rain portion of the team is mm -hmm. uh because Rain, like many hard strategies, can allow you to condition your opponent into leading certain things lest they just lose to a hard rain lead. So rain teams that take greater advantage of Politoed with Parasong, or rain teams that have relatively good stuffsy type cores in them, so a strong backbone, while still always threatening to just lead herder rain, mm -hmm. I think that is underexplored at the moment, and I'm looking forward to see how that develops. I see a lot of, like, semi-room stuff with Porygon 2 Marowak on them. We'll mm -hmm. talk about those. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, we'll talk about those now. 
that that mode's solid. What do you guys think about? What's... Well, let's go one at a time. Let, let's start Marowak. I, I know you guys want to talk yeah. about Marowak. I think Marowak's busted. Like, it has very specific uses, mm-hmm. but I think its typing is fantastic, uh, both defensively and offensively. Offensively, it can hit just about everything. Yeah, with uh, base defensively... 160 attack, effectively, with the club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And then you have to realize that its match moves are also very strong based off of Flare Blitz and presumably Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping defense. That was the move I forgot. Yes. I didn't talk about Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, in in the realm of Marowak, because I think Marowak's the only relevant Poltergeist Pokemon for us. Pretty and much, yeah. It's, it's base 110 ghost move. It only works if the opponent has an item. So, like, you're taking control of the item and then, like, attacking them with it. Which it's is cool so because funny, it yeah. reveals what the item is, in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, that's my favorite part about Poltergeist, is it'll tell you the item. My least favorite part is that it can miss. Because why not? Why not make everything miss? Your least favorite part isn't that it doesn't work if they don't have an item? Well, who who really doesn't have an item? Like, weakness policy, maybe. I wall the Marowak because my uh, Rotom wash... Like, if it had Shadow Bone, it would have beaten me. But my Citrus Berry had already activated. That's so sad. So he could not KO me. I was like... That does make sense, actually. So that's that's why I'd be more privy towards shadow bone because uh, unless the max damage like is that necessary but the both are actually the same oh they're they're the same for shadow bone for both okay the break point is 110 where it goes to 140 i thought it was 110 though isn't it 110 poltergeist oh am i just wrong i'm probably just wrong i think poltergeist is 110 yeah it is okay to be wrong sometimes you know it happens (laughs) to the best of us well, that's the crazy thing. Oh, it no, is a... you're right. You're right. It is 110. I'm just wrong. It's a 110 move that you can just use. Like, yeah. with Marowak's attack, that's kind of crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is, and this is a mechanic that's a little bit underappreciated in Pokemon. It's also something uh, that I tried to abuse to perhaps not ideal success in my 2018 Worlds team. Uh, but the way in which damage is calculated is very, very abusable. Um, mm-hmm. Go on. What I did on my 18 Worlds team was, like, once you have weather set up, that's a 1.5 times boost. Stab's a 1.5 times boost. Helping Hand is a 1.5 times boost. Uh, with Marowak, the club, or its club, is a 2 times boost. So those stack really, really quickly. So Dynamax Marowak throwing off 140 base power moves in Sun starts dealing hideous amounts of damage. I'm already upset about it. I know. I can see that KOing like Ensign, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like a neutral, a neutral Max Flare and Sun, I could see that KOing Ensign. I wouldn't even be that shocked. I don't think it does, but I wouldn't be that shocked. Yeah, I'm not sure if it does either, but I it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. The one quick other thing I want to say about Poltergeist is Delamize gets it. I, I oh, like Delamize is the other one. Yeah. And it's a 40 base power increase over Shadow Claw, which is obviously significant. Oh, I, didn't, I never thought about that. I mean, we, we've all lost that random Dust Clops Delamize team. Right? <laughs> Side Shadow Snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, hey, same with the Araquanid. Yeah. They rock to it, and you're like, oh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, we're 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 running all right on time. I I don't want to go too long with this kind of episode, mostly because the meta is a one week meta. We don't have an in game ladder. The showdown ladder is buggy. I never yeah. remember which Urshifu is there. Oh, let's just talk about Urshifu. Not mm-hmm. not the Pokemon much. It's it's okay. We have a lot of fighting types. They're okay. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that in team preview you don't know what type it is. That's so scary. I you can well, guess off of team comp usually. Well, yeah. You, know you can find out, right? Huh? Or which one are you talk on showdown? On showdown. On showdown. No, no. Just... In in game you can't find out. Oh, I, they, in team they, sprites. they have the same oh. sprite. Hmm. When that they're released, no, when like you fight them, they're in a different stance. That's when you know uh-huh. what type they are, uh, at okay. the very least. Uh, so, like, this similar you can tell to we both the DLC. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that that is that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, well, Urshifu in game or in, in Showdown's bug too because they don't have the models yet, so you just get well, the, uh, transparent PNG. Um, but the, how they do it in team previews, technically correct. When you highlight it, uh, on showdown, it shows it as dark fighting, but it can be the water fighting one. That's messed me up before though. Cause I, I didn't really okay. connect that. So. Yeah. I didn't connect those dots. And then. Cause when I you remember... highlight it, it shows, uh, Urshifu and then Asterix for its. Like, yeah. No, I've gotten messed up on that by that show. I mean, I feel like once we play in game with it a few times, we'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know what type it is, you know. But for now, like, I think, uh, what was it? I think I led Incinemungus into like Urshifu and Didi, and then I was like, oh yes, it's a water Urshifu, blah blah, whatever, because that's all you face on ladder, you know. So I switched my Incin out to like a resist, and he uh, helping hand uh, its signature strike move Oko's my Amungus. I'm like, oh. we could. I was like, what? Like, where did that come from? And I just, I just, because I, I saw in Team Review, I scrolled over and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the water type. It's not the fighting dark one. And then uh, got a little wreck there. But... So one quick thing to say, right? It is hypothetically possible that that never winds up being a problem for VGC players uh, because with the Players' Cup, we are seeming to transition, oh, yeah. at least for online tournaments, to most of team information being disclosed beforehand. I wouldn't be shocked. We've talked about that for a long time. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if regionals start at least messing around with that concept. I I would because um I I was I completely forgot about it because I was struggling to figure out when we'd even talk about this here. But it was announced for so for people at home who don't know anyone who's in the Players Cup qualifier, all your team like essentially anything you would show off in like a rental team is available mm-hmm. so you don't know stats or natures but you know moves and items so fortunately yes we will know what type the urshifu is um as long well as long as it has Most the likely. signature move what's yeah. your <laughs> they roll up without the signature move <laughs> ultimate play ultimate play uh because they have the same stats they have different move pools too too though so like aqua jet and soccer punch mm-hmm. are on the mm. different ones um well so... water urshifu doesn't learn any dark coverage, which yeah. disappointed me quite a lot. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm sure that, that they, they made... Uh, it makes sense that they did that, but it's still sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, that was a... <sighs> I, I guess we'll expand upon funny. more on the Players' Cup thing, just in terms of these Pokemon that um, we're team-building with now, because team-building, just in general, for Players' Cup is weird. 
like knowing oh, that with weird. information like i'm not running beat up i can't do that i can't afford this mm-hmm. i mean i could i've also you can run a whimsicon without beat up he wins your regionals two of them as a matter of fact okay well. yeah well I, i'm talking well, well, about well. like yeah weird flex honestly well, is... you know i won my first regional with terracott right it just didn't have beat up on the whimsicott yes i know you know um <laughs> that's how i qualified for nationals in 2011 uh, when you had to qualify for nationals, I oh, yeah. the beat up Whimsicott I bred was slower than my Terrakion. No way. So I had enough. I had a. This was at the I time. At the time, you couldn't l- learn both beat up and encore on the same set mm. just because of how breeding worked. Um. So what was it? I had a flawless uh speed encore one, so I ended up using that oh. instead, and I actually won my top thirty two game to qualify for nationals. Because they played as if I was beat up. And I just... Jeez, I, they faked out, and then I encored them. And they're like... It was... <laughs> you've, you've shown three moves, and then your fourth move is just not beat up. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it works. It, it works. But, so, beat up's still good, I think, for, like, Players' Cup. Like, because these kinds of teams, you see them in team preview, you, you're, like, understanding that they're beat up anyways. Well, th- what I'll say, as someone who's played in the Invitational with the open team preview sort of style, mm-hmm. um, just because you know what your opponent has does not mean you can beat it. That's a good point. And so, or if you don't you're always being... remember, maybe. You gotta pay attention. Oh, no, no, no. I had that stuff open. That was like, I had a separate monitor good. just for my opponent's team. So, uh, but yeah, like, you know, I'd take Yuri, for example. I knew his whole team. I didn't, I never, never had a chance of beating him. Well, because so. they know your team. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. You're on equal ground. You know your opponent's whole team, and they know all your stuff, but just don't run dumb stuff, and then we'll all be, you know, we'll all be having a good time here. So. There's two quick points I want to make. First things first is that there is some very important information that isn't given away. Uh, there's a world of difference between a four-speed Dragapult and a max-speed Dragapult, and yeah, we, you we do not that. know that. And, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did indeed see that. We did indeed see that. <laughs> know that from Team Preview. Uh, the other part of this is that you may know their team, uh, especially if they're using weirder Pokemon, you do not necessarily know how they're going to play it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there are still elements of surprise for unfamiliar things. And what I'm really curious about is how this is actually going to impact viewership. Um, I think as though we will get, at least on a technical side, some higher quality games because game plans can be more fleshed out from team preview of game one, at least in terms of optimal play. However, yeah. um, 100%. I feel like there are a bunch of hype moments where one player, like in a game one, gets completely caught off guard by something random and just crushed. Dragon which... Cog, Groudon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which isn't necessarily, you know, the most elegant chess uh, type gameplay, right. but it can be very, very exciting for stream viewership. True. Um, interesting. We only we we know that for like the qualifier rounds, there's only they're only streaming two-hour blocks on the Thursday. So I don't even know how they're going to decide who's streaming or what games they're recording because mm-hmm. we know we know from the Invitational you guys didn't use the Spectator mode or spoof or whatever people use for that. Well, that's the weirdest thing is, like, are they going to suddenly do this live? Like, they didn't do our thing live. No, are they they're not do doing it live thing? because it's on Thursday nights. Well, unless they and... specifically... They could still do it live. Just... 
they would have to availability on thursdays is going to be shaky for people though that's what i'm saying that stuff's going to be weird people are going to be so playing it's, it's like at work pre-recorded stuff mm-hmm. you're fine um but yeah figuring that stuff out i don't know like they're gonna have to Can figure out probably if they don't have the setup there's gonna be a lot of communication like uh fortunately everyone in the invitational i think had access to a capture card if needed so well that was honestly like i'm pretty sure i can say this that was one of the requirements they asked you that was like the first thing they asked you was like okay, are you okay. willing and able to record or record your matches and you had to say yes or they wouldn't let you in that makes sense that checks out well we, we were thinking yeah. like i don't know if official tournaments would ever try the like spoof because i know rose tower and like victory road they finally got it working but there's a lot of complications at least early on i don't really know how the technology yeah. works exactly but and it also it might not be something that it might not be something that like nintendo agrees with or whatever yeah you know that they could legally do that's that's true that that's what i was thinking about it's like they could probably but you never know if that's something that they would actually go through with I'm trying to think oh okay we'll, we'll go back to the pokemon as like a send off note i want you to you guys to name two underrated pokemon that got added to this but not yet mm. i need to mention one argument okay. uh i got into that i want your guys' thoughts on as far as information public information um in the players cup regarding the move ally switch <laughs> oh boy that's a good one that's do a good you one not run it or do you run it and never use it no what you do is you run it and you just never click it yeah yeah Okay, okay, I'm calling out Jake Muller. I told him that. He told me that was the stupidest thing I've ever said. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like, it's on their mind. I could use it. They're, sure, mm-hmm. if there's, like, I'm sure there's probably, like, optimal positions where, like, yeah, you click it here. Like, even if they have, like, an inkling, like, it's super unsafe for them to call out the ally switch. But, mm-hmm. like, I think it's still a solid move to have, even if your opponents know it. Yeah, well, it's weird because Wolf and Marcus both had it in the Invitational. And I just happened to be lucky enough to be in zero positions where, like, there was a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Like, all the positions where they could or did click ally switch, I had a super safe play where it didn't matter what they did. Nice. And I'm very happy about that. But I'm pretty sure, like, if I had been in a spot where I needed to read an ally switch, my mind would have been racing. Because if... The, if they had, like, knowing they had it, it does make it worse. And there's a 50% chance I just yeah. go again. Yeah. Like, I think, though, as... Sorry, I was going to say, like, uh, normally, like, you just see a dust clops, you don't know the moveset. You still, like, kind of mm-hmm. have to, like, they could ally switch here. Oh, no. But you think about it. It's just stressful. Well, I think what it is is, uh, it's an interesting thing you say where you were saying you would never click it. I think as the ally switch user in that situation, you have to commit. You have to be like, yeah, I'm never going to click it. Because what, the good thing is you mind game your opponent and you scare them a lot. The bad thing is you mind game yourself and you scare yourself. And you don't want that, obviously. You know, So if you sit there and you can actually say, like, I will never, I will not be clicking this move. Well, now uh, I, I have that's... to always click it if people just, like, if any yeah. of my opponents listen to the cable cast. Uh, of course, of course. I have to always <laughs> hit Alex switch, so... It's I guess I'm Schrodinger's ally switch. It would be one or the other. But you know, you don't want to mind game yourself too hard. Mind gaming your opponents, I think that's amazing and hilarious. But the moment that you start like confusing yourself a little bit with that, eh, it's a little 
a little questionable, but it's a really cool strategy. I definitely think it's something to think about. Appreciate that. All right, so the reason why, well, we, we talked about the moves, which is the more important thing that the people need to learn about. Um, and some of these Pokemon added to the Pokedex, like, they could be better, but we need more time with them. So, like, have an informed opinion on that. So, next mm-hmm. episode of the Cablecast will probably be after the first round of the qualifiers and whatnot. I'll get some people. That'll be really that. cool. Yeah. So really we'll cool. have a different, like, scope of the meta at that point. But, so, starting with Ashton going back and forth, mm-hmm. just to end it, uh, two, two Pokemon you think that are underrated. Um, they, I would prefer new DLC decks Pokemon. But if they were, if they mm-hmm. got better from move tutors or like better in this meta, and they were already in the decks, those are count. But so anything, you yeah. go one, then Jeremy goes one, then you go one. All right, perfect. Um, so my first pick, honestly, is gonna be Dragalge. Uh, I think. Uh, okay. People people think about Porygon Z, and they're like, yeah, the adaptability makes that Pokemon really strong, right? And it's, they're right. Not, they're right. I just die to it. I agree. Yeah, it is. It is really crazy. And what people forget is Dragalge also gets adaptability. I had like, forgotten until you said that, yes. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's a, especially in a meta where there's Dragapult, Togekiss, Rillaboom everywhere, a Poison Dragon's not bad. And so I think, I don't know what to do with it yet. I really wish I did, because it's like okay. one of my favorite Pokemons in, in design. Uh, but like a weakness what policy, life orb, something. Oh, it's it's, it's to be a Trick Room. It's a Trick Room Sweeper, yeah. You oh. put it with like, some sort of trick room sweep. I've seen it with bulldoze, yeah. Bulldoze, yeah. I mean, hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's good. That's some good stuff. I don't know what to do with it, but it seems like it could have a really cool spot in the meta once people start looking at it. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely be building a team to torment Colin with. He hates that Pokemon. Oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? He one MPA. Uh, his team was just completely like walled and destroyed by it. It was. <laughs> I'm mentioning Xenons uh, in the. Mm-hmm. cable cast again but yeah it was him he totally counter teamed him with dragalge and uh colin Hire so has never been the same <laughs> it's mm-hmm. never the same since the incident no all right jeremy okay. what's your first one i am gonna go with magnezone i think magnezone gets some respect but not enough um i think the entirety of electric typing is just fantastic in such a pre-marina kind of centric meta at the moment it's also and electric kind of types usually they like suck like pure electrics a really mm-hmm. bad type mm-hmm. so the fact that it's electric steel i think rotom was our only electric option before well, series five like, is... but yeah no go on go no. on <laughs> steel spike is a huge deal uh max lightning both to boost your subsequent power uh but also to potentially stop yawn shenanigans spore shenanigans all that's huge uh and then when I was testing Magnezone, I ran Ally Switch on it, uh, and the number of people you can cheese with Ally Switch Magnezone is okay. Honestly, I find that legitimate because it no longer gets hidden power. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the big the big question is, what do you do in that third slot? I remember uh, substitute sub lefties Magnezone was the one mm. I liked on uh, the ban archetype in twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it gets uh, body press now. Not awful. You're boosting well, your defenses cool. with Steel Spike. Yeah, it's kind of cool boosting your defenses. Volt Switch is also not bad, too. Just yeah. if you want to pivot a little bit. I agree. I agree. Volt Switch is fine. It's not the best. Definitely not the best. 
Also, rising voltage, if you really want to. Rising voltage, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think the 20 base power, right? 20 base power higher T-Bolt is better? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying it's like a third move slot. You got like T-Bolt, Flash Cannon, and then oh, you're like, what yep. else? That's like, rising true. voltage could be a last move. I could have space for that. I agree. Uh, Probably not Steel Beam. I want to run Steel Beam. Flash Cannon's too consistent. <laughs> I've used Steel Beam too much in my lifetime, and it's just not... It's, it's not been, a good move. It's been six months or seven months. My stream has a thing for Steel Beam. <laughs> okay. They always they always try to get me to put it on teams, and there were like clips on my channel where I think I had don't ask. I had a Steel Beam Excadrill uh, versus yeah, it was versus uh, a Durant, and I win the game because they have a speed drop, and then all I need to do is just Earth Power, and my chat convinced me to Steel Beam, and I died first, and I was like. We are never using this again because apparently Steel Beam kills you first. Don't know why. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Well, well I guess... self-destruct explosion are the same mechanic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That makes sense. But still, okay. It also still beam. gets self-destruct. Wait, what does? Magnezone, Magnezone, I think. <laughs> you win right. Oh, Magnezone. Yeah, Magnezone. Magnezone. I think okay. the, the last other third move I'd ever consider would be maybe Magnet Rise. Magnet Rise is a really solid pick, uh, especially if you're like under Trick Room and you can Magnet Rise and like your opponent blew their Dynamax Excadrill now, and you like Magnet Pull. I I think Sturdy is probably the better ability, but you Magnet Pull in their Excadrill, you Magnet Rise, they burn their Dynamax because all they can do is Steel Spike you. That's funny. I like that. I like that. Oh well, I guess the last thing, uh, abilities, they're all good. Oh, they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. But I what, personally what, what, am not super impressed by analytic, but okay. I, I guess like if you have trick room up enough, like you're not gaining enough mileage, but and then I feel like if board. you're having your magnezone move last consistently, you're playing your magnezone wrong. That's that's my opinion. Okay, I respect I can see it. All right, uh, Ashton, what's your second underrated Pokemon? So this is a Pokemon that existed before, but I think that Gothitelle is going to get a lot better now. Because I think there's been a lot of interesting offense that has came up. Cinderace and... Goth sounds scary to me. I just thought of that. Cinderace Goth. Yeah, well, because it's like, you, like having a support Pokemon with Helping Hand is always nice. Because people like to fake out your support Pokemon. And so you can just, like, Helping Hand turn one. Yeah. And then you have a Helping Hand boost. They can't fake out the Dynamax. Really good stuff. And especially if you can trap them in a bad lead. Because, like, it, you lead, like... It's kind of like Andrew Ding's team, right? The Lucamere team everybody knows of, the yeah. Durant Goth Hotel stuff. You like lead Durant Goth, and if you're in a good spot, you're helping hand steal spike, you instantly get a KO or something. And if you're in a bad spot, you like trick room switch to Tyranitar. And like, I think that's stronger than ever because it was kind of niche. You could like only do it with Durant, and then like you had to have something to pivot in on fire. But now you've got like rain you could do it with. You can lead like Goth Kingdra. And then switch the Goth Hotel oh, to so Polyto. Like, kind of like the old, uh, what was it? The Gothma teams. Gothma. Right? Yeah, like the old Gothma. I think that's going to be really strong. Like, God, like if only we had Mawile, man. Mawile would complete that. that would but we do good. not. We do not. Parish Song is also suddenly real. Yeah, I was so. thinking about Parish, or even like the, just the bulk, like, Goth Lapras teams. They have Amoongus now, which is pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't even going to mention Amoongus. Amoongus, we all know it's good. Yeah, facts. Mm -hmm. um, although, we have, like, I'll say Pharaoh's, like, solid grass type, but, like, Rillaboom, um, mm -hmm. 
wants to be on a lot of teams. Like doubling down on a Moongus Rillaboom is a little iffy, but it, it's good. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Although oh, yeah. Pollen Puff now. So. <laughs> I, I got, I'm just going to say real quick, I got walled out by a Dur- an AV Duraludon Amoongus combo. He just kept Pollen Puffing. I was like, mm. I don't even know who to target at this point. So if I ignore Amoongus, it's going to spore me one of these turns. But Dur- Duraludon hasn't lost any HP the past like three turns. And, and that, was, that got annoying real fast. I concur. All right, before I give... Jeremy, his last one. I just realized people people care about my opinion sometimes. So I'm oh, go for it, yeah. in, instead of saying a mon that's good, I'm gonna shit on a Pokemon. Volcarona. Why are you so bad? People people it's, want Volk to be good. It's just not. I'm sorry. Like you guys can have your thoughts on that. Am I wrong there? Like there's too much water for it to be yeah. busted. Like, like, I do think it's reasonably it's good. Fine. But... Yeah. Yeah. Not I, as good as it was. There needs to be like I a know... really specific comp for it. Like, yeah. we were thinking um, if Folk was in like the original decks, Top Moth could have been good with Dynamax stuff. But I, I mm-hmm. had doubts then. But I think some of the additions we have now is just like not going to give it a time to shine, really. Well, everything has Airstream. Mm-hmm. Dragapult's annoying. Dragapult's just so annoying. For him on top and Volcarona to deal with. And then, like, typically I even want that with an Amoongus, and Amoongus doesn't help my Max Airstream Dragapult matchup at all. So nope. it just it just doesn't feel like you can push that in, at least in this current, you know, week one meta we have, you can't really push it in the right direction. Agreed. I don't even know what the Japanese players are doing yet. Like, that's a good that's question. That's what I need to know. Like, give mm-hmm. me the ladder, mm-hmm. like, yesterday. I mean, we have another week, so. But Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I feel like it chipped you some time, but now go ahead. Talk about your second <laughs> underrated Pokemon. So this is going to be kind of clown fiesta after we're talking about how Volcarone is bad. Uh, yeah. But I think Alolan Sandslash is underrated. Uh, I'm dead serious about this. All right, guys, I, that's um... been me. It's, uh... <laughs> now we'll, we'll, we'll end the stream on Alolan Sandslash, but talk about it. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I was playing in the 1800s and I almost got wrecked by it. Um, I was so interested in the team. It was like some hyper offense, Alolan Sandslash, Ninetales, mm-hmm. um, Indeedy. It gets type triple stuff. axle. Do you use triple axle on it? Tri- I didn't, but you could. Um, okay. It's just steel ice coverage is really, really good. It also gets rock and ground, so yeah. you can basically hit anything you want to. Uh, I was running a Life Orb set. And the way the team functioned uh, is it's one of those teams where you're not really trying to sweep with any one mod in particular. Uh, it had Dynamax weakness policy code. That was typically what you did. But you would set up Tailwind with Talonflame or set up Aurora Veil with Ninetales, and you would just keep using stabs, super effective moves with good coverage to continually get positive damage trades and just let them knock you out take free switches, and then Mm. smack them around some more. Um, So when I was playing with it, I I had a very, very positive record. I don't really think it's like game-breaking or anything, but I think it is an incredibly solid team. We were saying underrated, so... I would put Alolan Sandslash firmly as a B-tier Pokemon and not below that, and I think most people would put it like maybe a B. Yeah, okay. I, I, I respect that. I, I, I have to play against Chef enough 
in the <laughs> Connecticut, New England region that like I have to respect uh, slush rush teams. So mm-hmm. it's certainly better than Bear Tick. I will give it that. I want Obama Snow to be good so badly, but it's just yeah. Hales, uh, <laughs> honestly, who I was thinking series three that right. It might have been the first time that Rain was like the worst archetype, because I felt yeah. like there was some like hail stuff that was just better. But obviously, Polytoad's yeah. back. We got Kingdra. Woo, Rain's back on well, like, at least. <laughs> well, Rain's still probably third. It's weird. Well, the one thing, and I mean, I think it's interesting you mentioned the series three Rain. It's like what I would contribute that to is series three Rain sucked because. Like, even in 2017, Teleport was an alright Tailwind setter. It really was. And, like, mm-hmm. now... Dynamic w- speed changes? You would not catch yourself. Tailwinding? Yeah, you would not catch yourself Tailwinding with a Pelipper. And I think that was the biggest thing, is it lost they still its ran one it cell. Because they did still run it, yeah. They'll see run on it, but... Blind guard! <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I guess, I guess. No, that's, I'm joking. Yeah. Now, but also, we, now we have a Swift Wind Pokemon that actually uh, doesn't turn off its weather to hit Dragapult super effectively. Yes, love it. Love well, it. and it also has Airstream, which is monstrously important. Yes, I, I, I said Polito Kingdra was overrated earlier, but yeah, I just think it's because people are using it kind of weird, but it's still good. All right. Mm. Did we have uh we we kind of glanced over Porygon too, but I I think that's a Pokemon. We'll I'll have the discussion with whoever I have on next about Porygon two and Dusclops and their place in the meta. I think more time needs to be spent in kind of both of those Pokemon currently. Yeah, I could see it going either way. Yeah, I think they both have a place as the bulky Trick Room Pokemon because they will all oh, yeah. kind of like different stuff. So. Was there anything you guys felt we missed or glanced over before we end the show? I think um, we covered basically everything. Yeah, we got even to the sand slash portion of the talk. <laughs> so I think we got everything. All right, sounds good. You guys have anything you want to plug? I know. Well, this I'm not posting this right away because I have to edit it. But Ashton, mm-hmm. you're you're streaming right after this. You want to plug yeah, that I've stuff? Been- I've been pretty active on streaming almost every day. Twitch.tv slash Ashton Cox, G-A-Z. I do Pokemon. If you're here, you love Pokemon. So That's why not check it out? That's all I got. Uh, I don't have anything to plug other than my Twitter, which we were discussing ever so briefly before the podcast started. <laughs> yeah, well, well is... if you're watching on YouTube, uh, our Twitters are below us, but yeah, they'll perfect. be in the description if not. Well, that knocking sounds like we need mm-hmm. to end the stream of whatever <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, I wish you guys luck in the Players' Cup in your future battles. I've been Caleb Breyer. See you guys next time. See ya. Bye.